Welcome to the Jay and Brian Show, the fastest growing talk show podcast in America. Join Jay and Brian for unscripted, thought-provoking, and entertaining conversations about life, business, and the world we live in. Tune in as they spotlight influential communicators, business leaders, and personalities from sports to entertainment. Here now, Jay and Brian. You're listening to the Jay and Brian Show, powered by My City Lender Home Loans, a refreshingly simple way to get a home or commercial real estate loan. Excited to have all of our listeners on the show today. If you're watching on YouTube, awesome. Make sure you smash that thumbs up button, uh, like our video, subscribe, and uh, hit that bell also. That might uh, help you be notified when uh, we post a new episode. Um, Jay and Brian show has been kind of an evolution. It really Jay has. Hasn't. It really I mean, we, has we, been. We, we started out with these sort of, you know, how to, the more you know, kind of shows on mortgage and pretty quickly we were like you know that's that's kind of boring it's uh, i don't think anybody really listened to it <laughs> i don't mean, think anybody really watched it either but i mean i like us I here think, we are i think we know what we're talking about but it was like you just two talking heads about mortgage and we're like ah let's get a guest on the show so we we signed up our good friend shane sauer from Greystone title i don't know if you know shout shane out to right. shane shout out to shane for being uh, guest number one and we're like yeah this is cool like it was a fun conversation it was a three-way conversation um Lots of laughs, uh, some insight. Guests are the way to go. Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. So, so that's what it turned into. It's the it's a talk show, great guests, great conversations, um, a lot of uh, light bulb moments for me. It's one of the, my favorite things about having guests on the show. Um, People have a lot of really good stories to share, they and do. that's where I think we've really kind of discovered doing this with yes. guests is that there's just a lot of really good stories to share. Yeah. Yeah. And people really enjoy hearing those stories. I mean, Chris Kirkpatrick comes to mind, um, very successful YouTuber comes on the show and, and not only taught our audience, <clears throat> excuse me about what it, what it took to put together a good YouTube channel, but he's, he's mentoring us and he's helping us grow our channel and shout out to Chris, uh, you know, how to produce really cool content and everything like that. So appreciated that. And then we had Frank Lloyd's from wrench nation, uh, podcaster, um, he brought us the Go Giver light bulb. Uh, Frank, we got a shout out to you. That was amazing. Thank you, um, Frank. We uh, we love that. It's 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 a foundational piece in our in our company going forward. I think. And um, today we've got Ryan Lorsch on our show today. Uh, entrepreneur, small business owner, father of three. Um, he is a an insurance guru. Um, I think today he's going to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit on the insurance industry maybe and give us some good so he's got like a top five i think yeah uh what what people don't know about how insurance works and i think that'll be fun um ryan is an avid mountain biker um not only do ryan and i share the passion for mountain biking but we are both pivot cyclists so um and not just any pivot cycle we both ride the venerable trail 429 so shout out to pivot cycles uh, I love my ride. I don't know oh, about man. you, right? I love it. It's lots of fun. It. It's uh, just a just a full versatile all mountain bike uh, riding machine. Local company, which is great. They can call it a quiver. I didn't know that. That's really cool. <laughs> so, That's really cool. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan. Well, welcome to the show. Ryan. Thank you. Welcome Thank to you the for show. having me. Stoked yeah. to have you here today. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week started out? Oh, it's been good. We've been yeah. uh, we've been uh, things been good. We've been busy. Yeah. Um, got you know kids. They've got uh, karate and uh, dance and gymnastics and keeping you busy and moving all over town. Really busy, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then 
we do skiing and stuff like that. So, but so sure. how do you maintain your youth? I need to know this. Okay, <laughs> so Ryan, just everybody, Ryan just turned twenty-two, and uh, he's he's here with he's a very young man, a young dad, and anyway, yeah. it's the fountain of youth. Is it? You just keep going back to the fountain of youth, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I try to heat. Uh, so maybe one of the things my uh, my wife, um, I didn't w- when we were dating and stuff. Um, I didn't know this, but eventually we she decided to become vegan, and so when hmm. we at home she cook, cooks nothing but vegan mostly. So that's okay. it. And so that is maybe, the fountain of youth. Maybe that's you it. know, and to keep <laughs> keep our marriage happy, I eat what she cooks. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's, that's part of it. Trying happy to happy wife, happy life. There you go. Happy home. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff though. Yeah, but when I'm, you know, when I go out to eat with friends and stuff, I can kind of sneak whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> oh it's crazy um yeah i think uh it's like well, the movie the hangover when ryan goes out <laughs> and he's like, yeah! no yeah. um it's probably the physical activity though ryan right it's true so the mountain biking mm-hmm. and, and skiing also so does your whole family ski or, yeah or so just- we you know it's kind of funny we started last year um we decided uh, we we homeschool and so mm-hmm. we can we can um go up out on the way up they're doing school and and that kind of thing and then when we get to the slopes we'll go out and you know ski or whatever mm-hmm. all day but yeah we decided awesome. to i enjoyed it growing up and i mm-hmm. said i really want my family to kind of enjoy this too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so do you guys do you get like phys ed credit then for that the kids um i mean they're younger so there's not really like a there's no criteria. yeah you're younger than six at this point right? six yeah. okay. ten and twelve yeah. and so I mean, they're not in like a high school. Yeah, class gotcha. Or okay, yeah. Like that. okay. But yeah, it is. It is. I figure. I feel like it's a good physical education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, now were can, you homeschooling before the pandemic, or was it because of the pandemic? Yeah. Or? You know, my wife's always homeschooled. Okay. So, and I've always been supportive. So, it was <laughs> no piece of cake for you guys then. It didn't really yeah, change anything. It wasn't that we felt bad for everyone else <laughs> yeah. going through that. It was a tough time. And, like, we're so good at this. Well, and you know, it was different. I mean, they were doing like online classes and trying to Zoom, and I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. brutal. That was our household. Yeah. But I was also lucky. My wife's a teacher. Oh, yeah. And so she uh, she she took on the uh, the homeschooling role, and I was able to just hide in my my home office for the two week period that we were told we needed to be home. And then as soon as they opened up those gates, I was like, I'm going back in. I can't do this. I'm not a, I'm not a work from home. Albeit totally different kind of circumstances. The kids were there as well, but yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. So I remember that red light, green light you had going on on the outside of the wall. With the, I actually the LED I lights. put a remote controlled RGB, so color changing LED light on the door. And it was it was you know red. Just don't even knock because dad's on a <laughs> call. Don't even or come something. down the hall because you're not gonna be able to Yellow, see anything. Knock before you come in. Green, you can you can come in. And I even had a sign that said, "Do not enter unless it's an emergency." Examples of what isn't an emergency <laughs> is my brother took this, but my mom won't get me this. I need this. You know, somebody hit me <laughs> outside of the house on fire. Your mom unconscious. Follow the the light rules here. And it worked awesome. for a couple of days. Honestly, they just ended up ignoring it. But yeah, yeah, that's my favorite pandemic story. Yeah. So yeah, we do that. We that's awesome. I think I'm gonna apply that because <laughs> I have a little home office. I think that'd be great. It's pretty cool. For cheap, Amazon. Yeah. There mm. you go. No, but yeah. So skiing and then mountain bike. We do mountain yeah. bike too, even with the kids. So yeah. We'll take them out and we'll usually just do everything downhill at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
make it easy on them. So. Yeah, it occurred to me last time we were skiing that uh, it was. It's just it's so neat that we have these two outdoor physical activities together as a family, and the kids really enjoy it. And Deanna and I grew up skiing, and so that was sort of like an aha moment when our last kid. Uh, when Matthew was like, "Yeah, I like this," we're like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." It was it was a roll of dice. I didn't know if my wife didn't like it. I knew it wasn't going to be something yeah, we did yeah. as a family. Yeah. Um, this last week, even uh, we we got I got all the gear ready. We went up and uh, we get there. Um, and for whatever reason, it's it's pretty cold. It was like sixteen degrees. That's out. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so winter skiing. We went down one run, and my wife says, and my my youngest boy, he, they both say, "Ah, oh, we're done. <laughs> it's too cold." Run. And so then I took my other two up, and we, yeah. we went down again, and they're like, mm, "We're done too." <laughs> oh and my I was God. like, "Oh it can, no, it's, it can be too cold." Oh, this. Where'd yeah. you go? Ah, yeah. uh, snowball. Snowball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we go there. Uh, Snowball does a really good job with um, younger kids. I think mm-hmm. anything anyone twelve and under uh, gets free ski lift, free. Yep. Yeah, lift mm-hmm. tickets. So wow. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we're taking advantage of that President's Absolutely. Weekend. We're going up there. Nice. We've always yeah. gone to Pine Top, but we're like yeah, or a Sunrise. But let's give let's give Snowball a try. They also do Snowball. really good. I mean, they have like a kids lesson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, anyways, it's good. That's Teaching cool. How to put the boot on and yeah. get it in the, the whole thing, yeah. huh? So you're kind of in the same boat as jay and i we're 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 small business owners we're trying to build an awesome company while managing family life and and young kids and and you've um tell us tell us about you know your your track i mean you've you've established your own insurance agency and Mm -hmm. you know what brought you to that point like how did you well um what got me into insurance kind of or um yeah i mean well i you know more like you know, get, got you to this point of, of starting your own business. And I was going to say, when I was yeah. five, I knew. <laughs> I'm sure you I knew. I wanted to be an insurance guy. <laughs> I can't wait. You know, I wanted one of those green visors, the whole thing. No, <laughs> no but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I have a passion for sales. I enjoy mm-hmm. sales. And uh, one thing I didn't like about sales is starting over every, every t- month or every time you made a sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing I really enjoy about insurance is that it um, there's a renewable aspect about it mm-hmm. um, that uh, I, I can help a client at one point and continue to service that client throughout and mm-hmm. then continue to, um, yeah, I guess, um, increase my book of business that way. Okay. So, so, so kind of a residual. Like a residual. Okay. Yeah. yeah each time a policy renews the insurance uh company pays the agent um a percentage of that policy and mm-hmm. um to help service it mm-hmm. is really what they're doing so anytime I'm, that's a novel concept isn't it yeah Man, if that was <laughs> could you do that on a 30 year mortgage i mean there's you would think like every time the customer makes their mortgage payment the loan I mean, officer gets paid how about that that would be wow yeah. hmm. maybe a new, different model right i think jay we need to stick with a great experience so that down the line they want to do another loan with us oh right. or yeah, refer yeah. their friends and family which know. is yeah that, which is exactly what we do <laughs> yeah, but, yeah 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 so i mean i'm interested in your entrepreneurial okay road there you know you you you're an insurance guy sure but you're stu- you're, you're running your own business and and your yeah. company at that so what that what brought you to wanting to be a you know true entrepreneur and Start that, your own company. That is always something I wanted to do. Is I always wanted to have my own business, mm-hmm. uh, call my own shots, set my own schedule, that kind of thing. And so um, 
it was deciding what to do and what what fit mm -hmm. that was the hard part i think and um yeah and i actually do love what i do and that's awesome. which is kind of funny you know people go oh man when, when are you gonna grow up and get a real <laughs> job but i really like uh i really like insurance and i love um that and and um it, i love figuring out the problem of like how do i how do i continue to grow the business mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so yeah, we I think we're at uh, we've got about thirteen employees now, okay. and we've we've kind of we've grown. Um, I worked for another agency at one point, and in twenty eighteen is when I kind of established myself um, as my own agency. So, so what kind of insurance do you do you guys sell? Uh, so it's it's property and casualty. Okay. Um, so like home, auto, motorcycle, boat, RV. We do mm -hmm. business insurance, um, but we stay away from health insurance, um, okay. just because it's. That's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just not something I want to get into, but life insurance, that kind of thing we do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and we're a broker, so... It, it, I was going to ask you about that next. Okay. And it's, it's Protegrity. Protegrity is the name of the okay. company, yeah. Protegrity Insurance. Yeah. And yeah, so... We'll, we'll have all the links to Ryan's company down in the description as well. Great. So how everybody can find him. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> No, and so the, there's a different there's different types of uh, models out there for insurance. I mean, you've got like the the direct market where you call an 800 number. Some of the ones that are like a, like the Geico or um, mm -hmm. like a USAA, where you call an 800 number, you get whoever you get, mm -hmm. and that's that they, they they help sell you a policy mm -hmm. or help insure. So do you have like multiple carriers then that you can yeah. take it to? Okay, yeah, and that's what independent. So we're we're considered an independent agency so we're we're licensed with a lot of companies so progressive and travelers and um liberty mutual and we have safeco so, so do you find that like one is particularly better than another or is it you know are they all competitive with each other it just depends on what is going on with that customer or yeah so that's maybe one of the one of the things that people sometimes uh don't realize is that insurance companies they look for a preferred risk so they use these algorithms out there that they go okay we're looking for someone that's this age that lives in zi this zip code that drives these type of vehicles that has this size of home mm -hmm. this score credit score anyways and and they basically um the closer you are to that preferred risk the better your rate is mm -hmm. and so anything any of um, the companies sometimes they'll change what their preferred risk is over time so they'll say hey actually we no longer want the 20 year olds or 25 year olds we want mm -hmm. uh, you know 35 year olds or that kind of thing and so um, I think people sometimes think oh I've got my coverage and i've got it placed here and then they never look at it hmm. and then what happens is well one they change age they get different vehicles they might move mm -hmm. but they keep that same company and a lot of times people don't realize that well now you're no longer that company's preferred risk okay. and so therefore you're actually overpaying because that company thinks there's a higher likelihood is, that there's a loss gotcha gonna happen okay. so uh, the, yeah. the advantage of an independent like myself is that we can look at the different carriers mm -hmm. and we can say, okay, now that you've moved, you're in a different zip code, this actually other company mm -hmm. actually fits you better. 
and so long term. This is all very familiar. It in terms really of, I mean, is. It's, it's it's very similar to our whole processing in yeah. terms of the investors that we work with, and different investors have different appetites for different loan profiles and risk profiles, and so when we have a customer and they have these this is their these are their goals and their parameters and we put it into the machine and and we get uh, we get all the different the pricing offers from the different investors and we're able to to uh, shop at I imagine just in the same way you are yeah we mm. actually have like a so we use a software program we <coughs> enter the information in once mm-hmm. and we say all things being equal which company is looking the most competitive mm-hmm. all like coverage is the same everything and it lists them out out of the 30 companies, it'll just like boom, 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 boom. And I'll say, you know, everything being cool, one time, maybe it's Farmers or maybe it's MetLife or maybe it's, um, you know, Safeco. And, and then mm-hmm. the next time we run it, it's progressive. And it's just, it's like when people ask me, well, who's, who's the best company? Well, <laughs> it totally depends. Depends on the criteria. On, on the criteria. Yeah. What, I mean... So yeah, how yeah. often would you say are you evaluating or reevaluating somebody's policies? You know, I say you don't want to do it too often because okay. what happens is there is a discount that insurance companies give for the longevity in which you have that with a previous company. Okay. And so, yes, there is, you want to stick around. You, you don't want to like switch every six months mm-hmm. because then you're not getting as, as good of a discount the next time you mm-hmm. switch. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, it could be every couple, two to three years that you look at and reevaluate. One, because you're older, have you changed vehicles? Have you changed homes? Mm-hmm. Have you, do you have a youthful driver now? That kind of thing. So That's coming up for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Us too. He turns that sounds 16 awesome. <laughs> in April. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to figure that one out. Ready. Brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, is it He's a, ready. Sorry. Are you? It, 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 it's is, usually... Is it as big a hit as it, I'm, I'm Well, who knows? <laughs> it depends. It depends. I mean, he's it got good grades. Company, he's got yeah. good grades, you know. Like, but that's that what, can help a little bit. That's normally <laughs> a time when we'll go, okay, let's relook at your coverage here because you've just added a youthful driver. Mm-hmm. That's a big increase. Let's see if there's anyone else out there that thinks that that. Would <laughs> okay, be a so good here's risk. here's a question. Well, I, I have another wait, before well, before, you ask, before you ask your question along along this topic because this is very important <laughs> to me right now. Um, I've heard we've heard that if he goes through a like a driving school that, that can result in a discounted premium for him maybe sure. his first year. How does that actually work? Yeah, so insurance companies will give like a good student discount. Mm-hmm. They'll do um, a driving training course discount. But some of the companies will even say, hey, if you're, dr- if you're away at school, like at college, and you're still on your parents' policy, mm-hmm. then you get an away at school discount. But, y- you know, it does it help? Yes, but is it... Um, does it offset the the, no. does the savings <laughs> offset the cost, the cost of the class? Thank you, Jay. And that's, that's the answer is usually not. <laughs> Any, anytime, yeah. yeah. I'm mean, usually not. That, you know, and that and then, something's better you know, than nothing, right? I think yeah. I think it's a good idea if you're doing it because it's a good idea for the kid. Great, you know. Yeah. But one thing one thing that some a lot of the insurance companies have come out with is these telematics programs where you put a device in your car, you download an app. And that kind of thing, and that actually, um, people can use that as a training tool for their kids. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll say, "Hey, here's your phone. We're going to download the app, and you can see when they're driving. You can see what, 
And these are coming from the insurance company now, though, right? Yeah. And and the reason that they offer a discount on, you know, hey, if you guys install this app on your phone Mm -hmm. and basically allow it to track you everywhere and (laughs) then then they're taking that data and they're probably selling it. Right. (laughs) And utilizing it. I think they're utilizing it themselves more than anything. Because because um, I think. I think it was Progressive came out and said, hey, we know after you use this, how likely, uh, like way more likely or way more, less likely you are to have an accident. Oh, sure. And so we can <clears throat> we can determine which the right risk. And that's and, the game. And they also the know how likely we are to go to Chick-fil-A and Target. <laughs> sure. And, you know, sure. I think they're less I, worried about that, Jay. They <laughs> want to know if you're going to crash and cost them a bunch of money. That's, so we, that's the key. And so they, it, as they look at that, they can retain the clients that they want to retain yeah and then the clients or, that maybe or rate, aren't, you, rate you out <laughs> yeah aren't as <laughs> we we had a, yeah. an experience with we all stayed this is going back several years and we tried their um i can't remember what it was called but you know you plug the device yeah. in and it became apparent very quickly unless you were no offense to our old lady listeners <laughs> out there but unless you were you know somebody that just basically doesn't drive very much during the day drive very many miles period um never ever touch your brakes with any sort of extra force uh it's just not going to really end up giving that much of a discount so i mean it was in my wife's car and she's driving our kids everywhere and i'm driving our kids everywhere and i definitely had a few more heartbreaking incidences than she did but was that like the safe um, driver plug-in was it a plug-in or was it an app no, it was a plug-in. Okay. It actually plugged in, and then so I, I guess I will say I've done maybe that's both. even more creepy. <laughs> that's pretty creepy. No, it was a plug-in thing. Yeah, I've I've done both, and I'll say that the app that they the ones that are apps mm-hmm. are a lot more user friendly, and it, and yeah. and it depends on the company because they all set. I mean, they all use different third-party companies to administer it, right? Yeah. But I think um, yeah. So me, me me and my wife did it, and. Uh, uh, with the company that we're with right now, and I got like an eight percent discount, and she got a seven. So I just it just proved that I was just the better driver. You're just the better driver. That's what I was. <laughs> yeah, I just remember thinking that this this thing was like poor thing, <laughs> poor thing. Yeah, hardwired into the like the black box of the car, right? Yeah. So like that's how it would detect. Hard, oh, I guess I guess with the accelerometers in our phones, they could still detect hard braking yeah what they what, what they're really looking for is hard stops fast accelerations mm-hmm. and then the the number one thing a lot of them do is um app you or use of the phone while driving oh that's it killer that's it, the one it is the number one reason that's people, what they I can't think, do so you know, my eight-year-old this morning in the back seat he, he looks next to me he's like he's like dad there's a girl in the car and she's driving and her she's looking at her phone while she's driving yeah my eight-year-old all the time i'm like yeah that's a really bad idea yeah, and in fact, it's against the law in Arizona now. So you really don't want to do that when you start driving. Yes, Jay, I know this. Bad habits, <laughs> bad I, habits. That's a whole different story. I once got pulled over because my license plate. You'll 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 appreciate this, okay. mountain biker. I had a. I was using my wife's car, mm-hmm. not my truck, which I just throw my bikes over the back. I had the rack on the back of my wife's car. I had it up. It was a. It's a Thule rack, and it was covering the license plate. So he initiated the pullover because he couldn't read my license plate. I wasn't, I wasn't speeding. It wasn't a, a moving violation of any kind. And he pulls me over, and I, I'm not even thinking about it. I had my phone in my cup holder, and I was playing a podcast, audio only. And when he started to pull me over, I pick up my phone because I'm in my wife's car, and it's not attached to my, 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 the way it is in my truck. And I just go like this, 
put pause, yeah. Okay. He pulls me over and he goes, I pulled you over for your rack here that's covering your license plate, but I also have to cite you for using your phone while you're driving. <sighs> and I'm very pro-law enforcement. I said, sir, I, I, you know, I understand that that's, that's the law. I said, I just I feel I need to tell you that the whole reason you saw me pick up my phone was because you were pulling me over and I was just pausing my podcast. That's, I, I'm, this is the absolute, you know, and, and you know, I hand him my, I'm, I, I concealed permit, you know, I'm playing real nice with the guy and let him know that I have my weapon in the car and all that. Did and, you tell him you were listening to the Jay and Brian show? <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was very nice about it, um, but still I had to go to online traffic school mm. uh, to avoid a three, $400, although Bad. it ended up costing that much, you know, to, so but, it didn't go on the but record. But then it doesn't go on the record, on the record and then so. it doesn't affect you. Sorry, I digress. Yeah. It was just mm -hmm. a... No. Put those phones down, people. Stop <laughs> no, testing. I, phone down. I mean, I think that's the re. I mean, the number one cause of they say of uh, accident nowadays is. And it's I wonder unfortunate. If that might be kind of cool if they actually mandated that. Like you have to, if you have to have insurance, and you have to have their insurance app on your phone. So and so you know that they're monitoring mm -hmm. whether you're picking up your phone while you're, or whether you're using it, while you're driving, and that might maybe. I don't know. That's big. if they can. I don't know. I don't know. They, maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> overreach a little bit of an overreach, overreach. yeah <laughs> so going back to the youthful driver okay. topic okay is there a specific car that's going to be rated on a youthful driver better than another Ooh, good question mm. i would say get an old car old just an old old car that's that way you don't have to you're not worried about replacing the vehicle you don't need a, the comprehensive and collision coverage okay. on it mm -hmm. so that if, like if it they is wreck an, it they, just let them total it that's yeah, the end of it so when my insurance company reps come and visit me and say hey sell more of my policies right they'll say hey just so you know youthful drivers there's like a 99.9 percent .9 chance that that you new youthful driver within the next five years is going to have an accident so if you're going out and buying them a newer car they're it's gonna get damaged most of the time 99.9 percent .9 of the time within that first five years and so the insurance companies know that but the biggest concern for insurance company not isn't really the vehicle you're driving yet people focus a lot on that and they say well is it if i'm ready driving a red car is that like you know more expensive and it's yes the car has an effect on the rate uh, but the the biggest and most important coverage people have is their liability coverage and so the, I guess the point that kind of give you is, let's say you do trash a $60,000 vehicle and it's total. Well, that's unfortunate. And the insurance company pays the 60,000. But when you have liability limits at 250,000 and you have an umbrella policy that's a million or 2 million, that's really where their concern is. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess to answer your question, as long as you're putting something on there that's got liability only, it's an older vehicle. They're all going to pretty much be very somewhat similar, and it okay. depends on the carrier, <clears throat> mm -hmm. right? So again, it just depends on who you're with and what what coverage you've got. But their concern is more the so liability like, okay. aspect. Example, like how about a, like a 2010 Camry or a 2010 Charger? That's a hard question. Going to be rated the same on that youthful driver? Um, there'll be a slight difference, okay, uh, but it shouldn't be anything dramatic. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I thought they and, would get destroyed on the charger, but 
Well, yeah. again, it just depends. Like if it's like they're like, well, we look at the size of the like gas pedal. Well, I mean, it's like a Hellcat, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yes, you know, because that's a you know, it's going to be. But most of the time, that driver's rated on all vehicles on the policy. Mm-hmm. So even if you have some nicer vehicles, and that driver has, you can assign that driver to that vehicle, but they're still able to drive the other vehicles. And so okay. then the insurance company will rate. Oh, everyone all, everyone all does it a little each company does it a little different but most of the time all the vehicles will have a youthful driver kind of like surcharge overall mm-hmm. but it just depends on the company so what's the earliest age the youthful driver could get on their own insurance policy well technically like if they move out of the house okay. and they're living on their own they could they could get their own policy okay it's going to be more expensive probably than if they're on uh, their parents' like our policy, policy rated yeah. on all of our cars because you get the multi-driver, multi-vehicle discounts, um, and they're, if they're moving out, they may not own a home, so they might not have that homeowner discount. And that okay, kind of but they have so, to be on the title of the car in order to be on to have the insurance policy in their name, right? It depends on the company. Some companies don't care. No. Okay. So it's, that's one of those things. Like you can, we can write a policy for someone that has a vehicle that's titled in someone else's name because they're driving that vehicle. It's garaged at their house, and mm-hmm. it, the title of that doesn't. Uh, some companies don't. That does not matter to mm-hmm. them. So okay. Yeah. Another question. So is it always better to bundle your your insurance policies? Good question. So that <laughs> is. So anytime the insurance companies are pushing something like bundling, well, that's because uh, that's all you hear. That's all you hear. Yeah, bundle, yeah, yeah. bundle. You've got to bundle it, to save. It's yep. a huge push. Um, so I personally don't have my home and auto insurance bundled, and I'd say, hmm. I'd say, I don't know, fifty percent of the time. I don't. Know, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know the real percentage, but a lot of the time we do not bundle home and auto insurance will put one co- one person with their autos with i don't know progressive because that's what came in and then their home with um you know main street america or something like that or we'll we'll, we'll put them in two different like mix and match mix and match and the reason is <clears throat> is because the algorithm is specific to that policy so like when i put that information in the progressive may come in super competitive on that auto policy. But then when I go and write the home, that same company may say, Oh, that home was built in the fifties or sixties or seventies and age is a big factor on home insurance. Mm -hmm. And so they may say, we're not so hot on that risk. It gets back to the, the appetite for particular type of client. It's it. It's it. And so what happens is yes, sometimes the stars align and you can bundle (laughs) and you can get that extra discount. But should that be what people do all the time? No, (laughs) no, it's only when the underwriting guy or when the, um, when the risk appetites Mm -hmm. align. And we see that here a lot Mm -hmm. where our customers come in with homeowners policies and, 90, 99% of the time they're bundled with the same company. Yeah. Yeah. Homeowners auto. That's interesting. So, I mean, I'm picturing, you know, like you, you could save a hundred dollars a year by bundling, but if you took your homeowner's insurance somewhere else, you could save 200 or $300. And so your net savings is much greater. So even though you might be paying more per month on that auto, because you're not getting that extra bundle discount, which is Mm -hmm. a big discount. Mm -hmm. Even then, if your home insurance, let's uh, give an yeah. example. Let's say your home insurance is crazy. It's like $2,000 a year or something like that. 
but you could go to another company it's 1100 or 600 well if you're going to pay 2000 in bundle so that you can save 20 bucks a month yeah <laughs> goes back to the driving yeah. school yeah yeah yep. so yes it it it's helpful but only in certain circumstances mm-hmm. and that's i think another advantage that kind of we have is that we can as a broker we can kind of yep. pick and choose and say hey look at it holistically kind mm-hmm. of and say mm-hmm. hey this is actually the best option and you still call one place you call us and we're still your agent yeah whether you have six different companies you're working with or one so so getting back to uh the conversation about you being an entrepreneur what would your advice be to somebody that's thinking about starting their own insurance agency what have you learned what are, what are your maybe your top two or three sort of here's what i've learned so far setting up my own business my own agency okay um yeah. So, for example, do you do you have to have a certain type of insurance to be able to be an insurance or an independent insurance broker? Good question. Yeah, I mean, you would need. You know, is there a bond that you need to have? Is there a you need your specific licensing that you have you to have? Errors and emissions insurance, because okay. just like anyone else, like if we advise incorrectly, we can get uh, in mm, trouble okay. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you're going to need general liability. You're going to need, um, if you're going to have employees, you'll need workers' comp, and, you know, that kind of thing. But that, it all, um, it's a step-by-step thing. So I guess, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are the... So what kind of licensing would, would somebody have to get in order to start something like what you've done? Yeah, so to get licensed, you go and you, you study for a test uh, that's... Um, the property and casualty insurance exam and then includes you can include in there like life insurance you can include the health insurance you can include uh, the business side of it or mm-hmm. you can just say i only want to do this or that so you you study for that test and uh, it doesn't have a very high success like pass rate for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. but um but most people i mean I, you can pass it uh the first time and then once you take that test you go and get fingerprinted, and then you get your your license in the mail. Mm-hmm. But it goes in depth in all the different aspects of insurance, like what what's the you know what's how insurance works, and all the different things that maybe you you're not going to actually talk to your clients about because it's so boring. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you have yeah. the understanding of like okay, this is how this is working. So, but it's an it's an exam that you take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you pass and then you can go from there most insurance uh, agents will start um, when they start an agency they'll go and they'll join what's called an aggregator so they'll join a a group that already has market access Uh, because sometimes when you go to insurance company if you're starting out if you go to an insurance company you'll say hey i'd like to sell your product and they'll say well do you have any experience no do you have any leads? Do you have any business? No, not yet. Hmm. Well, no. <laughs> no. That's too much risk for us. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll join in with an, an aggregator, yeah. and that pers- that group will help them get set up, get started, mm-hmm. get the programs and systems in place, and then uh, get them access to specific markets. Um, yeah, so... What do, you, what do you love most about running your own agency? Um, 
what do I love most about running my own agency? Is I, it is it being able to tailor products for your customers? Is it being able to uh, you know create your own um, sort of culture with your company? I mean, what? I think that's probably yeah. mostly it. Like, I enjoy working in my business, and then mm-hmm. I also like working with the people that I that I the employees I have. I really mm-hmm. enjoy them and. I feel like we have a really good uh, culture, and I I don't like to be micromanaged myself, so I feel like I don't do that to mm-hmm. my employees. Now, the real question is when they watch this, if they watch this, <laughs> what they will say, right? Yeah. But I, I really, I, I try to make it, um, I feel like, you know, you were, we're all adults. Mm-hmm. This is a job. Like, let's do our job, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you, they... Um, I think they they do enjoy. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they stick around. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the autonomy to be able to go after exactly what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do health insurance. Well, because I don't work for someone, I don't have to go and mm-hmm. procure life or health insurance policies. You know, I can say, well, now I want to focus on this specific yep. niche yeah so we're really experiencing the same kind of thing with um, establishing our own mortgage brokerage um uh, you know residential financing is obviously what our specialty is and what our expertise is and purchase and refi um, but being a broker we're able to um, find other investors that can work with borrowers that are you know outside sort of the standard box borrowers that might have uh, tougher, uh, lower credit scores or um, self-employed borrowers. Um, there's just there's a lot of other products out there that we're discovering and investors that have an appetite for these type of borrowers that we might not have had access to before. Uh, we went off on our own um, commercial real estate financing. We're we're discovering that there's there's an opportunity there as well, and we've got some clients now working on that, and that's been really exciting. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, so this this possibility of of creating something that's yours, right? That you can mm-hmm. help other people come into and grow with as well. Um, that's my driving force, and I, I kind of get the sense that that's kind of where you're coming from in, in in establishing your own business. It's not just about you; you're wanting to bring others up and give others opportunities. Yeah, I find value in empl- in having people employed that I've built something that mm-hmm. people can come to work, enjoy the work that they do. Even if it's in insurance, enjoy the people that they, <laughs> they work with. Enjoy, enjoy the, the people, people they yeah. work for. Yeah, yeah, and then and that they can they can feel secure in their job. Mm-hmm. That they can feel that they're successful. And I feel like uh, I read a book once that was uh, by Patrick Lincioni. It said the three signs of a miserable job. Hmm. And I thought um, it, it kind of what I look for when I'm setting up when I set up my business is when I start employing people. You don't want it's anonymity. Uh, it's uh, um, I can't remember the exact terms, but there was an anonymity. It's you have to feel like you're making a difference in the world, mm-hmm. and that um, that your measurability too. So those were the three things, and anonymity because you want to feel like you're important in the role that you have in your in your company. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like you're in, in making a difference in what you do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you have a way of measuring your success. And if those three things are in place, I feel like then you can have a. Ha- no, I mean, no one leaves their job because they're like, oh, I hate the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't. They don't. No, they but don't. they but they leave because they 
they don't like who they work with. They don't. They can't figure out how do they define their success. They can't. Um, yeah, they're struggling to find the importance of what of they're what doing. They doing. Yeah, yeah. So if they can feel like, hey, I'm making a difference. I'm valued in the company, and I can see how successful I am. Then, so I've got a great book yeah. recommendation for you and okay. for our listeners. It's called Gung Ho. I'm trying to remember the uh, author's name, but it's uh, it's a a true story. Fleeting me. It, what's that? I said it's fleeting me it's at fleeting. this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a true story about one of the the most successful turnarounds in U.S. business history. Um, I think they changed all the you know names and and locations and all that kind of stuff, but. It, it takes you through this process of how to create gung-ho employees. And the first section of it talks about um, uh, discovering the importance of what you do. Finding that first, and if you don't... Even, even the, the, you know, the, the kid washing trays at the, the school um, you know, eating area, yeah. is, you know, it's important. He might be washing trays for future doctors and lawyers and people that are going to go on to impact a lot of people. And they need that help because they're needing to go study for a test they don't have you know so everybody can find it's it trains you to find the importance of your work even if you're not sure if there really is anything important in yeah. what you do um so it would be a great book for you to check out i think that's good i mean because yeah. some people don't think what i do is important either <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Come no on. come on it's, all, no, I mean, it's good well i'm just teasing. i mean insurance is security it's peace of it's mind totally is, it's uh, totally is. you know but there's a lot of people out there who do feel like it's like a, a scam which is yeah, but just fine. Without insurance, you can be wrecked until you need oh, yeah. it. Yeah, until you, until you need it. And that's the yeah. thing is, it's I, I, I'm able to see both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see what people are paying, and then I can see on the other side, on the claim side, I'm like, oh, there are some <laughs> major payouts that happen on insurance on a regular basis. So yeah, and you said earlier you don't um, you don't get into healthcare insurance, so. so that probably doesn't cross your mind when you're riding your mountain bike, right? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't have you don't have customers out there on on their mountain bikes crashing and yeah, having, not worried about medical that. insurance claims and things like that. But uh, I want to talk about mountain biking okay. because um, fellow piv pivot rider, yeah. um, Trail Four Twenty Nine. Um, I love mine. I don't know how you feel about yours, but it's 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 been an amazing bike. I've had it for several years. I keep fixing parts of it yeah. because people are like you should upgrade your bike i'm like no this is <laughs> what year is yours uh it's an 18 it's an 18 okay yeah okay yeah, yeah. I, I dove into a 2022 oh nice um not the enduro build so i didn't feel like i needed all that extra squish with the you know the 36 fork it's got the the fox factory 34 mm -hmm. that's what i have <clears throat> i did try to go as light as i could so it has the uh the reynolds black label carbon wheels um everything's carbon on it so it's 20 for a trail kind it's you know it's sort of bridges from from xc all the way maybe enduro but not really enduro but it can be i guess with the enduro build but you know 27 and a half pounds is pretty good i went from 33 pounds on my my track fuel the x8 um it's to this amazing bike. how much it's, a difference that few pounds it is make. so much more playful it is so much more responsive um i ri love riding eclipse so it's like it's just it's just i feel like it's way more part of me out mm -hmm. there on the trail and I can do a lot more with it. Um, I ride clip too just because I'm concerned that my feet are going to slip and I'm going to gouge well, my shoes. That's what happened. I, I got tired of losing the pedals. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, all, yeah, all, all of my like super downhill enduro friends are like, oh, you can't do clips, man. You can't do clips. I mean, you, you got to be able to ditch, you know, and all this and that. And But I, I'm not, you know, I'm not just going crazy on my bike out there and I'm, I tend to not try to take on trails like National or Mormon over at Desert Classic, but <laughs> but I still love the the fast, flowy, jumpy, 
um, stuff, even technical, uh, sort of, you know, moderately technical clients. I don't mind at all, and I'm loving it in the clips. I feel like I've got uh, definitely more control of the bike on the fast, flowy, jumpy stuff. And then even when I'm climbing, I just I feel th that much more connection to the bike and a little bit you have a little bit of extra power because you can pull yeah in, in certain cases um, well, i also feel like as you're going downhill when you're throwing the bike around to hit those curves yep. and turns mm -hmm. like if i'm clipped in i i feel or taking even a jump that the bike is not going to leave i'm going to still be able to land <laughs> on this bike it's right there so so does it give you guys like when you're clipped in like that i don't ride mountain bikes so <laughs> a little disclaimer there this but, weekend this weekend, uh, this weekend yeah, i guess this weekend i'm starting <laughs> um, I, I have to i have an extra bike now jay Maybe we should do this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like that, a day. That won't have you clipped in. So, you know, start you off. So when you're when you're clipped in, yep. does it give you any kind of feeling of like claustrophobia? Not at all. Like you can't clip out, get like out. Like you can't not no, get like out. You can get out like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, just I keep my setting pretty your, light. So it's just it's just a, turn it. Yeah. It's just a heel. I mean it's it's second you just nature. Pop out. Yeah. And I I've never never had it to where I've been clipped in and you know fallen thanks <laughs> no i've never had that so yeah yeah, yeah i'm like so i i don't road bike i don't know if you ever road bike but I, I i have road biking friends and they they tell me that when you're road biking it's a really really tight clip like mm. really hard to get it out and so it's not uncommon to come to a stop and forget to unclip before you get there to put your foot so down. does it have does it have something to do with the force like the force the that you're putting on the on these pedals, or it's no, the amount the of force to get out of them. To, to no, like to, to have a road biker have a tighter clip. It's just I, the, you know, the clip type. itself is. You I, can adjust it to. Yeah, I mean it's pedaling efficiency, right? So if, if you're, okay. especially if you're a road biker and you're not jumping, you're not you're not you know navigating obstacles, you want to you want to have full. I know they have like different clip so. setups based on you know which muscles you want to develop in your legs. I know that's hmm. that's a thing for road bikers, but yeah. you know, do they have the same thing for mountain bikers? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, you can on the on the boot you can position the actual oh, part that yeah. clips in uh, okay. on a different part. I mean, yeah, on the bottom of the shoe, the, the it's clip, usually you on can the, move it on the very like on yeah. the very begin like yeah. tiptoe type mm -hmm. not tiptoes but like kind of like the ball of your yeah, the ball. yeah kind of thing yeah yeah so what's uh where do you like to go riding around town what's your my, my favorite place is haas area so okay. like the haas mm -hmm. and the backside of haas that goes all the way down to yep. to the salt river there's just lots of wonderful trails and they've built some amazing trails out there so yeah. that was where I, that was where I, I first rode clipless and shout out to my my good friend Chris uh, for taking me out there for my first clipless ride onto Red Mountain Rush, um, and then Big Sister came down to the bottom of that and went up that one, and that's so much fun. That's my that's probably one of my favorite runs to do Red yeah. Mountain to uh, Big Sister. And I really like that part at the top of right before you really start the downhill on Red Mountain Rush. Mm -hmm. The the exposure you kind of on the side of the the ridge there. Oh, so cool, beautiful views. Yeah. Yeah. We actually saw a couple of eagles. It sounds like the name of a roller coaster. The <laughs> it, Red Mountain Rush. Red Mountain Rush. <laughs> feels similar to a roller coaster. All right, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. It's yeah. a burly roller climb. coaster. I'm in. It's the it's the it, climb that though. Yeah. I've always thought wouldn't it be fun if they had someone down at the bottom that had some sort of bus that would take you up to the top. <laughs> that's a, a good idea. idea. Uh, it's called, that's a good idea. It's called an e mountain bike. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And those yeah. are picking up steam. They are. They are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, so, because you can always tell when you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some guy's like, 
hope you're having a great day. And, uh, oh my goodness, like yeah. he's just the guy in the Tesla bike. There he goes. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So any good um, any good stories out on the trail? Any, Let me any think. Good wrecks so I I wreck survive? quite a bit. I feel like if you're not wrecking, you're not trying hard enough. Maybe that's not true, but uh, um, uh, so I, I I tend to wreck quite often. And one mm. time, um, and I I also don't spend a lot of time maintaining my bike, which isn't probably mm. good. And one time I was coming, we were actually out in Gold Canyon. I don't know if you've ever ridden out in Gold Canyon, but there's a, a trail I was coming down, and uh, my brakes completely my back brake completely burned out so it was completely Hmm. shot so i didn't have back brakes anymore Hmm. i just had as it was pinching you could you could hear it metal on metal which was not good and so as i was coming down i I was trying to feather the front to to slow down it was a uh but as i as i came it it all happened so fast i turned started there was a turn i had to take didn't have enough time so i just grabbed the front brake and when that happens, you just flip right over the handlebars. Oh, so, man. So I flip, start flipping over the handlebars, and there's a cactus right mm. there. And I I'm, run into the cactus, I'm my pic- whole body. I'm picturing Ricky Bobby right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. <laughs> I literally look up because I'm, like, flying through the air, hitting, dragging over this cactus, um, and not like a Swaro, but like one of those ones that like, I don't know what they're called. But. Oh, the, uh, the Choyas. Yeah. Yeah. And I look up and there's one of these like prickly pear ones, oh. cactus right oh, in front yeah. of okay. me. Okay. And I'm looking at it and I put my head down and my helmet plows into that. I got up oh, and there man. was, there was cact, I had cactus all over me. All I mean, all over me, and my bike seat had cactus. Okay, so so it wasn't the Choya though. It didn't have the all the fine little prickies. It no, was, it wasn't okay. like a. It wasn't like the the teddy bear like That's the jumping cactus. Yeah, I, no, it was I like the little right tiny like little barrel. Oh my gosh, yeah. ones. But I had. Let me tell you, everywhere. I went home and my mom. My sorry, I went home and. Uh, my wife and kids took tweezers and helped me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no other pain. There's no other I, pain like it. Ah, it was fine. I mean. Well, we, I, you know, wives might disagree that <laughs> there's no other pain like getting. There you stuck go. I, I don't know. I, I, I accidentally I, I leaned up against a saguaro <laughs> once, not realizing it wasn't a tree. Oh yeah, yeah, and just put a saguaro right into my hand. Oh. So same thing. I'm going. Well, I once I once no rode, other pain. Uh, no other pain. There like I it. was being the good conscientious mountain biking coach for my son's team, and we were out uh, pre riding white tank. And uh, the only time I've ever ridden white tank was one one eighth of the trail when I decided to to ride right through a choya on the right side oh, of the wow. uh, t- and it was a teddy bear variety so those are the worst and uh, I was just moving over because I could feel one of the kids coming up and I wanted to you know give way and I just didn't even see this choya kind of reaching out into the trail and I right on through it oh. and I ended up with my whole I had a whole sleeve of choya and um, it was one of those this is not good moments and. Uh, the uh, the coach that was leading our our group turns around and I could just see the look on his face. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the other coach that was with us, totally awesome guy. He goes right into I, I'm gonna I, I got to help Brian mode and in um, you know Boy Scout troop leader like just the perfect guy to have there at the time other than an EMT who probably wouldn't have known known to do what Jason did actually. So shout out to Jason for for really helping me out of that jam. But um, still very 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 painful. But uh, uh, Chuck comes riding back down and, and Jason's about to use the two rock method of removing these 
pricks from my arm and, and Chuck goes, Oh, I was like, we got to get a picture of this. <laughs> and, and so I've got, I, there's photographic evidence of the whole thing. It's like and, your war stripes. Um, and that was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. You could get tattoos. Um, I'm sure now, honey, it was not as painful as when you delivered our three boys. I'm sure, <laughs> but it sucked. <laughs> And it like lingers afterwards. Yes. I don't know. I had some nerve. It, it, it's cleared up. It's all good. But for weeks, there was like, there'd be like little pains that would shoot down. And then there was all these little things, micro, even a week later that I was still finding. Oh, I, you know, that needs to come out. Yeah. I mean, it was, but I have not Ugly. flown headlong into a cactus before. So yeah, that's. That was fun. <laughs> well, and we couldn't really ride. I mean, because there was. How fast do you think you were going? Oh, I don't know. I think you can go fast I mean, enough, Jay. Fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> what was you said? It was a turn. It was just you, a turn. Yeah. And was it a berm? Did you like go up and? There wasn't even a berm. It was okay. just a turn in a bunch of rocks, from what I can remember. And yeah, but it, you know, it's fun out in Gold Canyon sometimes too, because there's a bunch of wildlife out there. One mm-hmm. time I came around a corner and there's a a bull with a big long horns out there, and I was oh, like, oh wow, like right there. That's cool. And then it was. It was intense. It just, it didn't even flinch. It just didn't even move. It was like, oh, another one. (laughs) (laughs) People riding by it all day. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you fly in the air? (laughs) Like for the story you tell your kids. Oh, for when I tell my kids? You're like, it was like easy 50 yards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't. 50 yards, Russ. I literally hit the handlebars on my legs, got a couple bruises, and then. Oh, just, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was that was one. Um, it, it, you tend to, I, I guess you tend to, I tend to fall over my handlebars quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's when you're going over technical features. Um, that like are going down and yeah. you're going around a turn or something like that? Well, there's, so there's this trail out in Gold Canyon called Where You From? And it's super, it's just a bunch of rocks, basically. Okay. And you just... You go up and then you come back down, and as you're coming down, it's just a bunch of boulders and rocks. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I um, flew over uh, or fell over my handlebars because you, you hmm. sometimes your front tire isn't moving fast enough. It's usually when you're not moving fast enough, okay, that you don't have enough momentum to keep you going. And as you're not going fast enough, then you end up, you know. Yeah. And uh, do you ever ride up in Flagstaff? I have, have you ever not. been to the uh, Fort Tuttle County Bike Park? Mm-mm. It's a jump track. It's got they've got like pump tracks and and that place is like amazing. everything from like your baby is just riding a balance bike pump huh. track to wow. you know super expert high flying jump tracks like wow. um, really awesome. And I, I that's where I had my worst wreck. There I was, you know, full fledged adult, not did super you, experienced. Did you do like the high jump one? I did the intermediate jump track and it had okay. like five six foot. You know, launch. Uh, that's intense. We've been up there. That's that's really intense. And uh, it's fun just to watch people. And I wreck. was warming up on the beginner one and having a good time, no problems at all. And you know, my my son's egging me on to do the intermediate one, and I'm looking over there, and you know, there's all these kids, and just, it's so it looks so easy. Like, oh, they no, make it you look know, like, so easy. Like it's second nature, and so um, I do one run really, really. Uh, there's a lot of BMX like, guys up like, there, though. Like not actually trying to clear the, uh, not trying to clean the, the jumps or anything. I'm just trying to get a feel for it, right? And I'm like, oh, I got this. This is easy, you know, no problem at all. So I'm up at the top, and I'm and so the first jump is just a straight over, and then the second jump, you kind of it's it's a jump, but you kind of you kind of get in, you need to get into a nice little tail whip a little bit, just to, mm-hmm. just a little bit, just to get the bike in the right thing. And so I'm picturing this beautiful 
tail whip on the second jump like i got this you know i'm going to completely clean this and and uh, i had plenty of speed i had the right amount of speed i hit the jump my bike's going this way and i'm kind of going this way and and this is before i was clipped in so i wasn't really connected to my bike i instantly lost my pedals and could feel i just was going over like it, like it just it was like this is not good and basically hit um i came down on top of the bike wheel digs in about halfway oh, down the landing man. thing and i and just mm. crunches my ribs and mm. and i did not break my ribs that day but it was it was it was like er right second most painful thing actually that might have been more painful overall because we were camping and, and I, I couldn't sleep i was like oh. couldn't breathe for a couple of weeks like it was awful wow. don't hurt your ribs yeah is my takeaway from there and and you know what you're Take picturing in, what you're picturing in your mind is <laughs> it's good to know to have that vision this is what it's going to look like but when you don't execute it yeah we saw some crazy bmx action off those jumps when mm -hmm. we were up there mm -hmm. a couple times the, yeah. the advanced ones there they it's awesome to watch intense it. yeah they yeah. have a little jump track too i think on wrecker uh and the north 202 oh i think i've heard of that one yeah yeah never been over there though yeah they have some they have a some decent jumps but some of them <laughs> to not not above my pay grade i guess you could say so oh. yeah we've covered a lot of ground a lot of ground we yeah. have insurance mountain biking yeah yeah do we need to let you get back to your uh your grind your we should you know we've okay. probably been talking for an hour now or so uh -huh. but i mean it's been awesome having you on the show it Ryan. really has appreciate you guys love um yeah. love hearing about uh, being able to ask you all these questions about the insurance stuff because we got kids coming up to being driving age and have uh, decisions and well we also get asked these questions too just customers and different you know things yeah. that we come across yeah we get asked a lot of these questions so it's yeah good yeah but we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, have your information down in the description it's it's uh, ryan lorsch with protegrity insurance uh links and everything will be down there definitely look up ryan um working with an insurance broker is great because they really can shop around for you. They have your best interests in mind. They're reviewing your policy regularly to find you a better deal. Had an experience with one down in Tucson um, years ago, been captive, and now you know back to, to a broker. It's really the way to go. So if you're, if you're uh, not excited about your insurance company right now, definitely, definitely give Ryan a call. He's going to take good care of you. I don't know if I know anybody that. that is. So call, <laughs> just, just reach out to Ryan. I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And I have a reason to also because my kid's about to turn 16. And Okay. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thanks again for joining us on the show yeah, today. You bet. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you being with us. We'll have to go yeah. riding sometime. Let's do it. For, for sure. sure. I think we planned this weekend. But... All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks, Ryan. Sounds good. Thanks again, Ryan. You bet.